When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. And we've started officially the 246 episode of the Sports Yak Podcast. Oh, you mean the Russell Wilson episode. Russell Wilson, where's behind the scenes Dean? Seattle Seahawks quarterback, 246 career touchdown passes for the pride of NC State and Wisconsin. Russell Wilson, is he your NFL MVP so far this year? Uh, uh, first question though, uh, did he play for Wisconsin or is he from Wisconsin? Played for Wisconsin for a year. Oh, a year. Yeah. Didn't like it? As a grad transfer. Oh, okay. Uh, MVP right now? They're undefeated. He's been really good. I was going to say, I feel like his name, uh, bubbles to the top the most right now as each week progresses. Uh, yeah, that feels about right. Josh Allen had some talk until last night. When Tennessee decimated Buffalo 42-16, a rare Tuesday night football game. I rather enjoyed that. Tuesday night? Tuesday night NFL football. I had no problem with that. That was nice, enjoyable. And, folks, did you see the Derrick Henry stiff arm? Because if you haven't, you're probably not on social media. It popped up first thing in the search engine, so it's pretty easy to find. That is a bad man. 6-3-2. 250, and he takes Josh Norman, a defensive back for the Buffalo Bills. By the way, a defensive back who's been known to run his mouth a little bit. I know that's a shocking thing that a wide receiver or a defensive back would run their mouth a little bit. But defensive back Josh Norman has been known to be outspoken at times, and Derrick Henry threw him into the stratosphere last night. What position does Henry play? He's a running back. Okay. He's a big dude. 6'3", <laughs> 250 is huge at any stretch of the imagination, and then to have that man running at you and just basically take you by the shoulder pads and say, here, <laughs> you don't need to be in the stadium anymore. I, uh, I'm i with you on a Tuesday night football game. I'm not a fan at all of a double header at a nighttime, you know, like a West Coast game or whatever that is. Yeah, I don't need a 7 and 10. That doesn't no. do me a whole lot of good. No. But this was nice. 7 o'clock start, got to see... Well, basically got to see it decided. Mm-hmm. Who do you not watch? If NFL's playing and you're just like, oh, I can literally go do something else. Name me three teams. Oh, three teams. That, um, Jacksonville has no, even with Gardner Minshew, Jacksonville has no appeal to me. They're okay. just, They're just there. 
Um, this year, I'd have to say the 49ers. Now, that's not most years, but this year, they're something's not clicking. They're Pavlum and the Jets. Why, why would you watch the Jets? <laughs> the look on your face is priceless. Why would you? Why would you watch the Jets? By the way, the Jets making news last night by releasing Le'Veon Bell, the former Michigan State star. He had signed a big deal with the Jets. Four years, $52 million, but a lot of that $52 million was incentives and things like that. And he and Adam Gase did not get along well. Last weekend against the Cardinals, Le'Veon wasn't get a whole lot of touches against Arizona. Mm-hmm. And some of the writers covering the game um, mentioned that on social media. Le'Veon did not grant interviews after the game, but apparently scrolled through his Twitter, and every time somebody mentioned, why isn't Le'Veon getting the ball more, he liked that tweet. And apparently word filtered down to Adam Gase, and Adam Gase is like, I don't understand why players have to be that way. Well, because he's tried talking to you about this before, and you still don't get him the mm. ball. So Monday, Le'Veon went in and asked to be traded. Which, I mean, if if you're not going to use my talents, then let me go somewhere that will. Yeah, the clock is ticking. It's not like you can just sit around for a year. No, the problem is, if you look at the top 53 running backs in the NFL, which... And basically, the reason the cutoff is there is that's kind of the qualifying line of enough carries to make a difference in terms mm-hmm. of yards per carry. He's 51st in Ooh. terms of yards per carry. Now, is that his fault or is it the fact that the Jets have an abysmal offensive line? I know what Le'Veon's opinion would be. And now it's up to the rest of the NFL to decide... Could Le'Veon Bell be of help? If we give him the ball more, will he produce more? Right. Right? Or if we give him the ball behind our offensive line, will he produce more? And can you think of a team out there right now? (laughs) I can. That could use a running back. (laughs) Oh, Chicago, right? Ding. I'll get it, Bell. Ding. I see what you did there. So it'll be interesting to see if Chicago rings up Bell's phone and uh, decides to try to make a deal there. You can ring my bell. Did you like that song back in the day? I did. Diane can't stand it now because I'll tell you why. And once again, welcome to Sports Yak where ADD (laughs) runs wild. And we just follow a stream of consciousness. We don't do this. But anyway, ring my bell. I believe it's Anita Walker. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was used in the Walmart campaign for Christmas last, or a couple of years ago, when Mary was in the Ronald McDonald House for PH. And I think that ad ran uh, every other commercial on TV that (laughs) Christmas. So they heard heard it a lot. Yeah. So right now. Mary and Diane, as they listen to this episode of Sports Jack, are going through spasms, residual spasms left over. Ring my bell anytime, anywhere. Ring it. So Ring it was Anita, but it wasn't Anita Walker. What's what's her name? Anita Ward. Anita Ward. But you know what you got to let happen? You got to let Will Smith get a hold of this song. Do you remember when he covered this? No. Yeah, this is... Uh... 
This is super late 80s. In fact, this might be the follow-up to parents just don't understand. Okay. Go with something super familiar. Oh. Yo, baby, you know what's up. Girl, you can call me up. And you and I can talk for hours and, and hours. hours <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's the NFL portion of the show. Now to college football. Last night, the Irish players met the media, and everybody was looking forward to seeing one Liam Eichenberg. And you might say, well, why is an offensive tackle that fascinating to talk to? Uh, Because Liam Eichenberg, in case you missed it during Saturday's game against Florida State, and I don't know how you would, basically caught a finger, maybe a couple of fingers, maybe a fist, right in the eye. And had to leave the game for a period of time. He comes back. He's got the ice bag on the eye. And finally, in the second half, he says, I can see well enough that I can play. But when he took the ice bag off the eye, it looked like the worst swollen black eye you've ever seen. That was Saturday. So yesterday, our first chance to see him since, and he is still sporting a very good shiner as he talks to the media. Uh, pardon my take, had named him their college football player of the week because he symbolized and was emblematic of everything a college football player should be in terms of toughness. I'm slightly surprised a college football player's fist can fit through the front of a helmet. Well, that's why I'm not sure if it's a fist or just a couple of fingers couple or whatever, of, but it got a him three stooge right move. in the right spot. Boink. Yeah. Interesting. So he thinks it was just an accident. He doesn't hold any yeah. malice. Yeah. And he says the worst thing is his contact lens popped out, mm. and he hasn't been able to get it back in because of the swelling. So he's basically looking at the world through one eye. Uh, so you talked to media yesterday. Are you guys allowed to ask questions? Are they yeah. getting through to people now? Yeah, we can ask questions of the players. We can ask questions in the Brian Kelly uh, Monday press conference. Allegedly, uh, people were able to ask their questions in the post-game press conference last week. However, if you tuned in live on News Center 16 at 11, you'll note that when we went to the Brian Kelly press conference and people were trying to ask the questions, while everybody else could hear the question, Brian Kelly could not. Henceforth, some really good, awkward television. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch that in my yeah. spare moment. Yeah. So, but anyway, the Irish, they ran for 353 yards last week against Florida State, a team with some fairly good defensive players on it. And now they take on a Louisville team this week that's got not so good a defense, very good offense. Uh, they got a kid named Javian Hawkins, who's a, a terrific running back. Their quarterback, Malik Cunningham, can put points on the board. So a challenge for the Irish defense this week in trying to stop Louisville. Not much of a challenge, I think, for the Irish offense, who should be able to put points on the board against the Cards. What time is that kickoff? That is a 2.30 kickoff on Saturday. I'll be on countdown to kickoff at 1.30. Do we get to see that game or some other big sporting event happening? No, I mean, don't get your shorts in a knot over the South Florida game. Everything else is on network-type TV. Yeah, and then a week after that, we get to see some uh, 
Big Ten uh, stuff, especially in October our state. October 24th, we finally have starting times for those opening Big Ten games. So IU and Penn State will be a 3.30 start. Iowa and Purdue will be a 3.30 start. Michigan and Minnesota, I think that's a 7 p.m. or a 7.30 p.m. start. But, of course, Purdue and Indiana, both featured on our radio station that we work for, Pulse FM, we split the frequencies for those games. So Purdue on 92.1 and 96.9, pregame at 2.30. IU on 103.1, pregame at 2.30. You know who's going to be ready to call that game? Don Fisher! Exactly. And the other guy from IU. Um, Buck. Was that his name? Yeah. Buck. What's Buck his last Sir. Name? Buck Sir? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Uh, oh, Purdue. Who's the Purdue guy? Tim Newton and Pete Quinn. That's right. Yeah. Who's a who's a professor at Purdue, right? Tim Newton, yes. He yeah. works in the Cranenburg School there at Purdue. A quick update on TJ. Uh, he's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's at Purdue, of course. Yes. Yes, he is. All right. So anyway, that's that's our look at college football. Other than the fact that the SEC's got a little bit of a problem with the Rona, uh, Vanderbilt will not be able to play Missouri this week. They have less than the 53 players mandated to be available. available. And now the University of Florida, Dan Mullen, their head coach, as recently as Saturday, said, let's pack the swamp. The governor has said we can put as many people in the stadium as we can. Let's pack the swamp for LSU next Saturday. Fast forward to today, Florida has had to shut down football activities. They have 19 positive tests over the past several days, including five yesterday. So I'm not sure that they're going to pack the swamp because they may not even have a game. We shall see. On the high school level, new polls are out this week. Elkhart fifth in Class 6A. Valparaiso is third in 5A. Michigan City ninth. Mishawaka tenth. In 4A, Northridge is ranked eighth in the coaches poll, not ranked in the AP poll. In 3A, Marion is third in the coaches poll, second in the AP poll. 2A, Fairfield tenth in the AP poll. And in 1A, North Judson is ninth. Can I put you on the spot? Sure. Who are the four ahead of Elkhart? I don't. You, know, you don't have to do them in order, but who would the four be right now? I would think. Well, Center Grove is number one. I think uh, completely and overall. Let me see if I can call that up on my phone real quick. Okay. And tell you who it is because I believe I actually sometimes save the polls in my pictures. So Center Grove, Westfield. Brownsburg, and Lafayette Jeff. Now, Lafayette Jeff's in the same sectional with Merrillville. Merrillville's number seven. The winner of that sectional would play the winner of the Elkhart sectional. Okay. Just so you know. Thank you. But uh, stop by practices yesterday for St. Joan Marion. We're doing that game Friday night on 46. And I know there's still a lot of scuttlebutt about, okay, what's going on at Marion? You know, they had the contact tracing last week. They didn't play Elkhart. And Elkhart people are up in arms because, you know, they they say Marion chickened out because they didn't have players. And Marion's like, um, we've got eight players in contact racing. Six of them are starters. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to go do that. We're following protocols. That said, because it's contact racing, 
there's a limited time where they go through, they find out, okay, can players come back? And I would say about half the players were back yesterday when I stopped at practice. And that's about what they expect to have back uh, for Friday night against St. Joe. Marion 6-0 and on the year and St. Joe 2-6, and but it's a huge rivalry. It's the Catholic rivalry in our part of the diocese. And we'll see what happens Friday night at Atulski Field. Baseball. Have you ever heard of the Yips? You said it a couple times this morning, mm-hmm. and I was slightly afraid to ask, but not on this podcast. Most notable case of the Yips from a baseball standpoint, there's two that I can think of that come to mind. Steve Sachs, back when we were growing up, was a second baseman for the Dodgers. And all of a sudden, he couldn't throw to first to save his life. He would throw it all over the place, but not to the first baseman. And it was just kind of a mental thing where he just had a block and could not make that throw. Hmm. Uh, I remember a pitcher named Rick Ankeel, who pitched for the St. Louis Cardinals, had a terrific rookie season, and then all of a sudden just had no control whatsoever. Could not throw the ball across the plate to save his life. They don't really know why it happens, but all of a sudden, Jose Altuve of the Astros, who was probably a gold-glove second baseman during the regular season, Mm -hmm. can't make the throw to first. He's had four errors in the postseason, three in this series against Tampa Bay, and yesterday in the sixth inning, throws one away, and it opens the door to a big five-run inning for the Rays, and they beat the Astros 5-2. And now Tampa Bay, a team with one of the lowest payrolls in the American League, is on the verge of going back to the World Series for the first time since 2009. And you might say, well, Chuck, how does a team that doesn't spend money on players that much get to the World Series? Why are they doing so well? I don't think there's any team in Major League Baseball that has brought into the theory of analytics, breaking down numbers, finding value for players, the kind of stuff that you saw in the movie Moneyball. That's the first thing I thought. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Purchasing hits. There's no team that has bought into it more than the Tampa Bay Rays. Wow. Can he get on base? Can he get on base? So they've tried some different things. They kind of go with the thought, you know, you've heard the term of a closer for a guy that comes out of the bullpen to finish off a game. They've reversed that, and they've gone with the theory of the opener. Let's get a lead. Let's have guys that might pitch just one or two innings at the beginning of the game. Interesting. Give us a chance to get the lead because the game plays differently when you're in the lead than if you're playing from behind. Can I go back to the yip? Mm-hmm. Where where did that originate from? The the, the name the yip um, is that short for something or well, no? It's just it's kind of like a you know almost a a, a Tourette style movement oh. or something like that. Is it noticeably like visually when you're watching him from this game yesterday throwing well, it? Well, because a throw that he is can normally make he can't. It he'll put it in the dirt. He'll put it wide. He'll wow. put it. 
I mean, I've watched a little bit of the series, and any time a ground ball is hit to second right now, if you're a Houston fan, it's like, <laughs> what's going to happen here? Fascinating. The and yips. it is. Okay. It's, it's fascinating because it has just come out of the blue with no explanation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the more you fight it, the more it gets in your head. Oh. And yet, at this point of the year, how can you not fight it because you're trying to keep your season alive? Right. Okay. The other baseball game, Atlanta had a 7 nothing lead on the Dodgers. Hangs on to win 8-7. to um, But the Braves now lead that series two games to none. Now, I know how a lot of us think, and you kind of just uh, showed that thought a little bit with that little oof, in that we think, oh, my gosh, you know, the Braves got to feel terrible. They had a 7 nothing lead, and they only won 8-7. No, the Braves won. They don't feel terrible. The Dodgers do. But after the game, pitcher Mark Melanson was asked about blowing the lead. And he wasn't suffering fools gladly. Yeah, you guys almost blew the entire lead. But can you look at it as, hey, we survived. And that's all the postseason's about. You showed something there in the end by, you know, against a team like that. I mean, you're up 2-0 now. However you got there. I don't. I mean, can you take a positive out of even though you blew most of that lead? You still We, we didn't blow a lead. I don't, I don't really understand your question. Can you still take something positive out of this? You're still up 2-0 in the series despite you know, blowing a big lead, can you leave this thing feeling, you know, good that you survived this game? I think that's a terrible question. I'm not even going to answer it. So, no, they didn't blow the lead. Mark's right. And it's 2 nothing Braves as they go to the third game of that series. So, once again, the Dodgers loaded with talent. Oh, and by the way, yesterday for the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw, their ace, couldn't pitch because he's got a back problem. So... Will he be back for game three? Could he possibly pitch in game four? Who knows? But that didn't help the Dodgers' cause either. If you're a fan at all of Clayton Kershaw uh, and you're okay with a little bit of salty language, not on his part, but his hosts, Smartless with Mm. Clayton Kershaw, hosted by Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. Okay. Fascinating conversation. Jason Bateman is a massive fan. Dodger fan. Oh, good. And he speaks your language, your baseball language, really yeah. well with Clayton. It was, it was good. Learn a lot about him. Very good. Look forward to that. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. Oh, man, do they play a lot of commercials. Well, hey, you got to pay for that podcast somehow. <laughs> yes. It's a thought. Anyway, <laughs> this brings us to the point of the show that I like to call overrated and underrated. I like this. And so far, it's had no reaction from our listenership whatsoever, which is fine, because then that's usually a sign that whatever we're doing is either not being listened to at all or accepted. <laughs> so I have I have two from the 90s that I thought I would bring you okay. for overrated and underrated, because this is kind of your wheelhouse when you were working in big-time music, mm-hmm. and we'll see how we do here. Okay. Nirvana. That is a tension point for many people. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. They were game changers, but I also think it was the 
time and place that it happened. Mm-hmm. I think people wanted a change in the type of music they were listening to. But it was, I think the closest thing that you and I could maybe come to it is when the Beatles came to America. Okay. It, it's, it feels like that. Now, that grunge sound is gone. Right. I still, I still listen to Pearl Jam. I, I checked out the new record. In fact, I... Well, you'll notice... Was I, I supposed to go see them this year? Yes, you were. I was. You'll notice I didn't include Pearl Jam because, A, I know you're a fan. Yeah. And, B, the Eddie Vedder Cubs connection, I know, would probably skew your thought there, too. Yeah. So that's why I went with Nirvana. I like the album Nevermind, but that's as far as my fandom went. I thought the next record uh, was going to be massive because of the ramp up mm-hmm. of how big Nevermind was. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't listen to it all the way through. So I don't I don't go grab it unless it's an anniversary. I think it was the 20th anniversary of the record recently or maybe last year. Um, overrated. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Now, I loved their drummer, and I still do. Yeah. So that's kind of the oh, common I, I man's think, origin. I think there are him. parts, mm-hmm. but I think as a collective... And the alleged impact that they had? Yeah. Eh, not so much. No. I'm going to give you another from the 90s that I think uh, rides the border really well. Okay. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, boy. Mm. Billy Corrigan. I have some friends of a lesser age group, about a decade younger, who swear by them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen them twice live. And I purchased the big albums during that time, the 90s. Yeah. Overrated. Really? Yes. Okay. I wasn't going to go underrated. I would say I think they're evaluated about where they are. Mm-hmm. They're not game changers. Um, and I agree to you uh, to a certain extent that Nirvana was kind of the transition point of 80s music to 90s music. Yes. I don't think Smashing Pumpkins is a game changer. I do think that they kind of evolved a little bit through the 90s, came out strong early on, and then kind of went to a mellower mellower sound Mm -hmm. later in the 90s. And I think Billy Corgan has pieced it together for a nice career. Um, They just literally put out something new last week. Yeah. Yeah. But... I wouldn't say, I, I I think they're kind of viewed right about where they should be. If anything, I would agree with you that they're they're more overrated than they are underrated. They played a huge role in alternative rock's big rise to being with the big boys. Yes, I would agree. You know the 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 Pumpkins, Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, uh, Beck. Um, mm-hmm. You know. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. That basic genre of 90s music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody that you wanted to bring to the table Bruce today? Bruce Hornsby. Oh, that's right. We talked about this the other day. I listened to a podcast with him and jaw dropped at how much he has weaved his way into the fabric of pop music. Well, see, that's the thing. I think he's underrated because most people don't know yeah. the impact he had because a lot of the impact he had was behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously 
late 80s, early 90s, Bruce Hornsby had a couple of number one hits and had some songs, but his impact was well before that and remains well after that. He goes out to Los Angeles uh, in 80, and between 80 and 86, trying to get his foot in the door, but 80 to 86, if you look at popular music, was very British new wave. Weird hair, skinny ties, Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, here comes 84, 85. You get that Americana Springsteen, Mellencamp, uh, Huey Lewis, kind of, there's my guy. Sure. You know, that's my guy, and mm-hmm. I know he's singing about pink houses. Then he gets signed, and then out of the gate, four massive songs on that first record. Just just a taste, Chuck Freebie. Just a taste. Oh. And you think about this now, this song, it's like it's a piano-driven song in pop radio. Uh, you know? Yeah. But this is the kind of song, a song about racism, that, uh, you know, the young kids, that they got a cool teacher, the teacher's like, all right, you're going to do a paper on The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby, and a couple years later... We didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. You're going to dissect it. And, there you, know, you go. Whatever. But I, uh, the interesting thing, too, uh, End of Innocence by Don Henley, that should have been a Bruce Hornsby hit. Wrote it, performed on it. The only thing different is he didn't sing it. Yeah. That should have been his. That should have been the big number five. But, you know, he went off and he, he was with the Grateful Dead for 20-plus years. No, I'd say he. there's no question he's underrated. And to bring it back to sports, his son, Keith Hornsby, plays for the German version of the NBA, apparently is a massive star on the other side of the planet. It's kind of cool. By the way, speaking of bringing it back to sports, we'll do that with the episode 246, since we've had a big focus on 90s music. Mm-hmm. I thought of the 90s equivalent of Russell Wilson. Okay, so young, six, seven years into his career. Mm-hmm. Probably the most uh, valuable player right now in 2020. Who's the 90s version of that? Randall Cunningham. Ooh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. I know, but remember, you know, African-American quarterback. Came out, played star with the Eagles, then went to the Vikings, had some good years. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I think Randall Cunningham. Now, I don't think he was quite as successful as Russell Wilson. But to me, that's a 90s Russell Wilson right there. Interesting. How about an 80s Russell Wilson? Oh, an 80s Russell Wilson. I'm not sure you had a quarter. You didn't have the the running quarterbacks in the 80s. Like Cunningham was kind of a different breed. He kind of changed okay. that. The 80s, that was the... That was the era of the drop-back quarterback, Marino, Elway. Um, Moon? Warren Moon. Um, yeah, kind of, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I could see that. All right. All right. All right. Good stuff. Oh, it feels good for episode 246. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a rant, an ADD episode. Rant in a while. We have... Every episode's an ADD episode, but to me... I have noticed that. Nothing's really set you off for soapbox material in a while. Well, 
Occasionally, I'll get fired up at what they do over at Duloc behind the scenes, but eh, yeah, it's wearing me down. <laughs> Stay strong, bro. That's right. You're on Twitter, right? Oh, I am at 46 Sports. That's uh, must-see social whatever. <laughs> Platform, media, <laughs> must-see social media. Yeah, we're uh, there as well. Sports Yak with two Ks. And uh, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And if you're listening at all. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Russell Wilson. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.